Good morning, everybody. How are we doing this morning? I also bring you greetings from Namibia. I was preaching in Namibia last weekend. Oh, man, we had a phenomenal time. Uh, Pastor Mike and uh, his beautiful wife and their children sent their greetings. We had an awesome time, got to meet with the president's children, and it was just a phenomenal time out there. And what I discovered while we were ministering in Namibia is that Faith Hill, God has given us a message for Africa, you know, for the whole continent. And when we go out there and preach it, I mean, he would, he kept sending me messages after Sunday about the same message that we are preaching in this house, the same message that God has given us to change the way we think, renew your mind, so you can prove or manifest the good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. And he's been sending me messages. I think I have three messages in my phone uh, from Pastor Mike saying, man, people are still talking about you. You stirred us up. This was amazing. And I think uh, this message is uh, for such a time as this, for our beautiful continent of Africa. Amen? Quickly, we're still talking about every prayer answered. And uh, if you remember, we touched on the different kinds of prayers. And I think we've dealt with about six now. And today we are moving into something that is controversial. But it shouldn't be controversial. We are going to be talking about praying in tongues. So much has been said about praying in tongues. But what does the Bible have to say about praying in tongues? Let's find out. Let us quickly now go to Acts chapter number 2 from verse 4 to 6. Acts chapter number 2 from verse 4 to 6. If you have it, you can say I have it. Acts chapter number 2 from verse 4 to 6. There are three different kinds of tongues that are mentioned in Scripture. And we are going to go through all of them. The first one is in Acts chapter number 2 from verse 4 to 6. And it says, And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. The disciples, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with what? Other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So notice, they were the ones speaking. The Spirit gave them utterance. So the Spirit gave them inspiration, but they did the talking. Amen? I said, Amen. Amen. Verse 5. And they were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews. And they were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded. They couldn't believe it. Why? Because that every man heard them speak in his own language. So the first kind of tongue that we see in scripture is a supernatural endowment that gives you the ability to speak in a language that you have not learned before. So I can't speak French. Except bonjour. (laughs) Amen? Amen? But if I'm in France and God wants to minister the gospel to someone and I'm the believer who's available to do that, God will supernaturally endow a a gift of tongues so that I may speak fluent French in that moment. And this is what happened. The disciples had not previously learned all the you know, uh, languages of the nations that were available on the day, but the, super, the Holy Ghost supernaturally endowed them with the ability. And they, as they spoke, every man from every nation heard them clearly as they preached the gospel. Amen? So this is the first kind of tongue that we see in the church. And this tongue is to edify the church. Amen? 
And the second tongue is in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. And it's the tongue that is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And this tongue is for public address. So, for example, in a service like this, someone would get up and speak in a tongue, and the Apostle Paul admonishes us. He says, if that happens, this tongue, which is meant to edify the church, he says, when that happens, that tongue should not go uninterpreted. So, the minute you finish saying that tongue, someone else would get up, should get up, and begin to give an interpretation of what you just said. Amen? It's the gift of tongues. Hallelujah! And this is for public address, and it is also for the edification of the church. Now, the last one, and the one we want to talk about, is called praying in tongues. Now, let us go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 14 from verse 2. This is going to be awesome. It's going to be good. 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, verse 2. And the Bible says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto who? I didn't hear that. So notice the first two tongues, you are speaking to men. Did you see it? And he says with this one, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men. But unto God. So when you are praying in tongues, you are not speaking to your neighbor. You know, people that don't see this distinction always get tripped up. And they always, you know, say we shouldn't be praying in tongues in public. But evidently, what this scripture is saying is, when I'm praying in tongues, I ain't even talking to you. It's Nanya. Hunt your neighbor and tell them it's Nanya. None of your business. Mysterions. So what is this for? This is mainly for personal edification. Amen? And I like what he says here. He says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. Immediately, that makes it prayer. When you're talking to God, remember, prayer is communication with God. And he says, You speak unto God, for no man understands it. So don't even try to understand. The Bible declares you won't understand it. Amen? No man understand him. How be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. In the Greek, that word mystery is mysterion. So God is getting you to pray mysterions or things that are beyond your understanding. Why does God even do that? This word, Greek word mysterion, was used in the uh, olden times in, in war. What they would do is they would give the soldiers half a plan. Not all the plan. It was a mysterion. You know why? Because they didn't want you to give up or spill out the whole plan once you get caught by the enemy. Otherwise, you'd sabotage the whole strategy. And this is the same word he uses here. You speak mysteries. You speak things that are beyond and you're speaking them in part so that you can't counter them. 
So he gets you to pray for your boss's job in tongues. And when you get out of the prayer closet, you can't counter it by saying, when, when is this guy even going to leave? Because you didn't even know what you were praying. So it's a mysterion and it benefits you. So what does God do? He gets you to pray things that are beyond your understanding. The Bible says in Romans 8 verse 26, uh, uh, we know not how to pray as we should, but the Spirit maketh intercession on behalf of us with groanings that cannot be uttered. So the Spirit himself is praying through you and is praying, watch this, the perfect will of God. Amen? Go with me to verse 4. Let's go to verse 4. It's going to get better. Thank you, Jesus. We're back. He says in verse 4, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies who? I didn't hear that. So you see, he is not even talking to the people. He's not addressing the people. So when I'm praying in tongues, when I'm Shanda Marebukos, I'm not even working on you. I'm working on myself. He says, he that prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself. And this word, the original Greek word for the word edifies, is the original English word edifice. He's saying, he that prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself as an edifice. An edifice is an imposing uh, skyscraper, a building. He's saying, man, you begin to build yourself up in the innermost holy faith when you pray in tongues. And that's what the apostle Jude said. He says, building yourself up in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Spirit. So when you're praying in the Spirit, it's for self-edification. And that word edifice also means a significant uh, a point on the map or an important point on the map. Like the St. Peter's Basilicas in, in Italy. It's an edifice. And what is he saying? When you, make, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you, you, can, you even have the power to make yourself significant in the marketplace. You release the power. You build yourself up to become significant even in the marketplace. You're building yourself up to face your day-to-day challenges. Amen? Amen. So praying in tongues is for self-personal edification. Man, you can even use it to confront a Monday. (laughs) Some of you who don't like Mondays. What do you do? You pray in tongues. Amen? Amen? You are building yourself up. It is as a man who goes to the gym and lifts up weights. That's what you're doing when you're praying in tongues. It says, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself, but he that prophesies edifies the church. Go to verse 14. So one of the benefits for praying in tongues is self-edification. Someone says self-edification. <laughs> The second benefit that we talked about is speaking mysteries. Someone say speaking mysteries. And verse 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Did you see it? And he goes on to verse 15. He says something very interesting here in verse 15. He says, what is it then? So what am I going to do? Since I don't understand everything, 
When I pray in the Spirit, should I drop it? Because, I, I, you, know, you know, most of you want to know everything. You want to understand everything, right? And sometimes understanding everything can be a trip up. Did you know that? Uh, uh, Joshua stands in the valley of Ajalon and commands the sun to stand still. In his mind, he was commanding the sun to stand still. What he didn't realize is that he was stopping over 300 trillion of matter that orbits in our galaxy. If he had that information, he probably wouldn't have prayed that prayer. When he prayed, sun stand still, he thought he was talking to the sun. But no, he was talking to everything in the galaxy that orbits around the sun. <laughs> I mean, if he understood everything, he would have thought about the Big Bang, right? Okay, if I stop it, how is it going to kickstart again? Who is going to kickstart it so that it orbits at the right speed and that we are not sucked into the sun? He would have thought about all of that, but he didn't. You know why? Because he didn't fully understand everything. Sometimes you don't have to fully understand everything, especially the things that feeds your doubt. And God knows there are certain things you will resist, reject, because of your capacity, where you are right now, and he knows you're never, ever, ever going to pray about those things. So how does he get you to pray about them? He gives you a language that is beyond your understanding. He gives you a language that shoots straight from your spirit. And it, it overrides your mind and your limitations. And you start praying about Trump and King jong Hu without knowing. <laughs> Amen? Because some of you, if you really thought about it, you'd be like, man, he's, this is not even going to work, man. It's, it's, it's. They're going to blow each other up. Let them blow each other up. Some of you don't even want to pray for it. But God wants to restore order and he'll get you to pray for stuff like that. Amen? I said, Amen. So he says, what is it then? I will pray with the Spirit. And I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit. Did you see it? He said, who? Did you see it? Notice he didn't say, the Holy Spirit will force me to do it. You know, before I understood tongues, I used to think it comes on you like, you know, throwing up. Just, you can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it. Just shandaman. No, that's not how it works. The Holy Spirit gives you inspiration, but you get to do the praying. He says, I will. What does that mean? That means praying in tongues is an absolute act of your will. What are you saying, Pastor T? Are you saying I can switch on the Holy Spirit and switch him off whenever I want? No, the Holy Spirit is always on. You are switching you on and switching you off. And you can switch you on and off whenever you want because the Holy Spirit is always green. He's always ready for you to tap into this gift called praying in the Holy Ghost. So the Apostle Paul said, I will pray in the Holy Ghost. And I will Pray with understanding. I'll do both. In fact, the Apostle Paul even went to say, you know, I, I, I thank the Lord that I pray in tongues more than all of you put together. <laughs> Man, praying in tongues builds you up. It stirs you up. Amen? It builds you up to be in a, a connection with your spirit, to be connected to your spirit. 
It's an absolute phenomenal gift. He gets you to pray for things that are beyond your understanding. I remember the one time, man, uh, you know, we had given our forms in for some visas for a certain country. And I think they were taking too long to come out, so I couldn't even travel. So I remember thinking about it. I was like, man, I don't even know why it's taking so long. It's beyond my understanding. But the Holy Spirit then revealed to me that I could tap into it and pray about it beyond my understanding by praying in the Holy Ghost. And as I started praying in the Holy Ghost, I remember praying in the Holy Spirit for three hours straight. I don't know what I prayed for. I don't know who I prayed for. But thank God it worked. In the same day, as I was finishing praying in the Holy Spirit, I got a call from my wife and she said, Honey, our visas are out. Same day. Man, this works. And you need to tap into it and use it. So, Pastor T, are you saying I have to pray in the Holy Spirit? No, you don't. But here's the good news. You get to pray in the Holy Ghost. It's available for you. Amen. 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 I said amen. amen. So, the Apostle Paul says, man, I will do it. I'll, I'll pray in the Holy Spirit and I'll pray with understanding. I'll sing in the Holy Ghost and I'll sing with understanding. Let us now go to Acts chapter number 19 from verse 1. Praying, uh, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit is what I like to call the second work of grace. Acts chapter number 19 from verse 1 to 6. Watch what it says. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding certain what? I didn't hear that. So these people were disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, they were already saved. Right? Right? They were already disciples, right? And watch the question he asked them. Next verse. He said unto them, If you received the Holy Ghost, having believed, In other words, the Apostle Paul did not assume that they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit when they became disciples. Because it's a separate work of grace. Hallelujah! So there are church folk who do not have the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they are going to heaven. But it just makes them ineffective here on earth. You remember when Jesus died and when he rose up from the dead and the disciples were excited about telling everybody, look, the guy you killed has defeated death. He rose up on the third day. Man, they were excited. They didn't know what to do with it. It was the most important information they had ever heard in their lives. And guess what? He had said you need to go out and share it with the world. And they were ready to go. They want to go and share it with them. And you know what Jesus said to them? He said, don't go. Tarry. Wait. Wait for what? For the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So that you don't do it out of your flesh. Because you can go and do it out of your flesh, but you're going to be ineffective. But when you do it in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will confirm His Word with signs and wonders following. He told them to wait. 
And here the Apostle Paul is asking them, when you got born again, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, were you also baptized in the Holy Spirit? And watch what they said. And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there is any Holy Ghost. In other words, their church didn't believe in the Holy Spirit, perhaps, or they had just not been taught about the Holy Spirit. And how many of you know that you can't have faith for what you have not been taught? Why? Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. You have to hear it first and have faith for it. And I remember I went to church all my life and I had never heard of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I actually started going to a, a, a life group. Uh, it was a celebration church life group in, back in Arari, Zimbabwe. And, you know, I was in college and I would always go every Thursday. Was it on Wednesday? One of the two. You know, I would always go. And the reason I was going, I'll be honest with you, was because they served cake. <laughs> you know, and chips. And I, you know, I get to eat chips and cake and they talk about their Bible and, you know, I'll be okay afterwards. So I would eat my dinner and go to the live group for dessert. God, forgive me. So I went there, and I remember the one time they started talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Never heard of it. I said, man, I want this too. And they are praying in tongues, man. And I said, man, I want this too. And I started learning more and more about it from this uh, small group. I remember one night as we were praying, I felt an inspiration. Listen, he is not going to force words out of your mouth. He is going to give you an inspiration. You get to do the talking. I got a call about a month ago from Energy. Uh, he comes to this church and, you know, he has his devotion uh, in the morning before he goes out to work. And he called me. He said, Pastor D, I, I can't believe what's happening to me. I said, what's happening to you, brother? He said, you know, when I'm praying in the morning, I just start, you know, mumbling these things that I don't understand. And I feel inspired to do it. And, I, you know, should I keep doing it? And I said, man, that's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's exactly what's happening to you. You have now received the second work of grace and you now have the ability or the evidence of it is praying in unknown tongues. Amen? They say about 90% of the churches today in North America don't talk about the Holy Spirit or praying in tongues or any of that stuff because it scares away seeker-sensitive people. But that's robbing people of their right to be empowered in the Holy Spirit. Man, I'd rather offer it to you and you reject it than deny you hearing it for yourself. Amen? <laughs> I would rather give it to you and you say, you know what, Pastor? I hear all the benefits. I don't want it. And guess what? God is not going to force it on you. But I have to offer it to you. Amen? Because it's available to you. Watch what happened. Next verse. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Next verse. And then Paul said, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe in Him, Jesus Christ, who should come after Him, that is, in Christ Jesus. Next verse. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord. Next verse. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they what? With what? Did you hear that? 
And they did the speaking. They got the inspiration and they spoke with other tongues and began to prophesy. In other words, now they had access to all the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, and I've heard people say, uh, I remember when uh, uh, we were preaching the same message in, uh, in the States, and then one elderly gentleman, I think he was about 65 years old, you know, coming from a traditional church, denominational church, he came and he received it, and we laid our hands on him, and he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, so excited. You know, he started speaking in tongues, and he went home and he started sharing with his wife. He said, you know, honey, I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I have the evidence. I pray in tongues. And, you know, just like any language, you may not start with, you know, a, a, a full paragraph of tongues. You may start with one shaka, shanda. Shanda, every, shanda is like a national, <laughs> international <laughs> tongue language. Every tongue talker starts with shanda, <laughs> you know. You may receive shanda, just shanda, just like a little child. You know, my little two-year-old uh, daughter, she, she has just a few words in her uh, vocabulary. But guess what? She's trying and she's growing in it. So you may receive inspiration for a few words. It doesn't necessarily have to be Shanda, okay? <laughs> so he went home and he shared with his wife. He said, man, I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm excited. I, I, I can speak in tongues. And he says, listen, when, when I get the inspiration, I'm going to show you. So he started praying in tongues uh, uh, in front of her. And she was like, oh, man. This is not even tongues. How do you know this is even tongues? How do you know it's even the Holy Spirit? How do you know these tongues are not from Satan himself? And then he pulled back. I'm going to answer you that question today so that when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you can be sure, you can be certain, you can be 100% that it is God. Amen? How do we know that? Let's go to Luke chapter number 11, verse 10. We're going to be praying for some people today uh, that would like to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. With the evidence of praying in other tongues. Luke chapter number 11, verse 10. Watch what it says. For everyone that asks, what will happen to them? They will receive. He that seeks, what will happen to them? They will find. To him that knocks, what happens to the door? It shall be opened. Next verse. If a son asks bread of any of you, that is a father, will he give him a stone? How many fathers and fathers-to-be do I have in the house? And mothers and mothers-to-be. When your son asks you for bread, will any of you give them a stone? Now, some of you are not sure. Here you go. Here is this brick. You want bread? Here is this brick. Will you give them a stone? Oh, half the church is saying no. I said fathers and fathers-to-be. I said mothers and mothers-to-be. That means everybody in the house. Will you give them a stone? No. Okay, next verse. Okay, stay there. If he asks for fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? No. Next verse. Or if he asks for an egg... Will he offer him a scorpion? No. Will you? No. Now watch what God says. And if you, then, being evil, 
Because no, God knows you, 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 you don't have your act together. You know, most of you, including me. <laughs> Amen? He says, he says, man, if you people, you, the ones who don't have their act together, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the what? The tongues of the devil? The tongues of Satan? He says, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to who? All you have to do is ask. And He will give you what you ask for. So if you ask for tongues inspired by the Holy Spirit, what makes you think in your wildest dreams that God is going to give you something different? He says, man, if you, 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 who, people who don't have their act together know how to give bread when you ask for bread, what makes you think you're going to ask me for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I give you something else different? If you ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you are getting the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Watch this, 100%. And there is no room for doubt whether, you know, this tongue, I don't know this tongue. No, that tongue is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Based on this scripture. And man, the Holy Spirit gives you the ability to pray in other tongues. Such a phenomenal gift. Sometimes when I feel tired and just drained and, and no inspiration for the next series, I don't even know what to preach, or I don't understand what I'm going to be preaching about, I just pray in the Holy Spirit. And for the most part, my sermons are a direct translation from my praying in tongues. You know, just pray in tongues and I start writing and I go in a totally different direction than what I had planned. You know why? Because this is the gift that God has given us. And when you pray in an unknown tongue, your spirit prays. Amen. You know, you can short circuit your, the limitations in your mind by going straight from your spirit and attacking the circumstances. Amen? Amen. This is a phenomenal gift that God has given to the church. In fact, when Jesus was getting ready to raise Lazarus from the dead, in John chapter number 11, the Bible says he groaned in the spirit. The same thing that is mentioned in Romans chapter number 8, verse 26. Amen? Amen. And if you keep reading 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, uh, the Apostle Paul begins to quote Isaiah 28, and he says, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, that he will give them strange tongue for their refreshment. Man, this is an absolute amazing gift that God has given to the church. But like any other gift, you know, we have the right to accept or reject. Amen? Amen. But I want to encourage you to think about all the benefits that you get. The, the empowerment. Man, I'm telling you, if all the preachers had the baptism of the Holy Spirit and taught from the place of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, our churches would be full we would all be effective. Amen? amen? I said amen. Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. So this, is, this was our season finale, praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen? amen? For about two minutes, those of you that have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you just to engage right now. Thank you, Jesus. 
Mambro ndege ziblo shite rebo kosa ndala mashia Mambro ndege ziblo shinderia maka sandara bokose telia mama mashia Zebro shike sembro ndege ziblo shinderia maka sandala bokosia Lembro ndege ziblo shondoro bokose ndara mashia The whole of the New Testament was written by tongue talkers. Mambro ndege zetele bogoshenderia mama kasanda labokosia. Jebro zende libro mamble ndege. He that prays in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men. How be it in the spirit he speaks mysteries, mysteries. Release mysteries this morning. Release mysteries into the atmosphere. Mambro ndege ziblo shenderebo kosa talabashia Shikre mambro ndege ziblo shiterebo kosia Mambro ndege zipa kashendele baga zaproshia landa rabaka Zekremo koshendele yamaka saproshe Zupreshindelebo kosa taramogo zeblo Thank you for the enablement the power of the Holy Ghost Thank you for the enablement of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you Father For he that prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself edifies himself builds himself up Thank you Jesus He that prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself stirs themselves up Thank you Lord Jesus that we do not know how to pray as we ought to but thank God for the spirit who makes intercession on our behalf with groanings that cannot be uttered with the highest level of communication praying in your perfect will Mambrende geji blosombrende geza prochete rebo gostia Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, in this moment, if you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and you're saying, hey, Pastor T, I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit today with the evidence of praying in other tongues. God is ready. He said if you ask the Holy Spirit, He will give you the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is available for you today, this morning, right now. You can engage today, this morning, right now. If you're that person, I want to pray with you. This is your moment. This is it. This is it. Such a phenomenal gift from the Father. And you can receive 
right now. Just lift your hand wherever you are. Thank you, Jesus. Mysteries, mysteries, mysteries beyond our understanding. If you are that person, I want you to say these words after me. Dear God, church, why don't you help them? And you guys can say these words with boldness. Say, dear God, I thank you that you are a faithful father. I thank you that you give the baptism of the Holy Spirit to those who ask. Today, I ask you to baptize me with your Holy Spirit that I may be empowered to walk in your will. I receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the evidence of speaking and praying in other tongues. I thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Just open your mouth and begin to pray in English. And as you sense the inspiration, release your faith. Just open your mouth and pray in English. As you receive the inspiration, release your faith. Just open your mouth and pray in English. And as you receive the inspiration, step out in faith. Come on, church, pray in the Holy Ghost. Receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Remember these words from 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We love you. God bless you. And have an awesome, awesome national bright day.